yeah. to play it? Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the mood. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No Game Scheduled, the podcast where we talk about sports even if there are no games scheduled. So first, I'm bringing it over to my boy, Caleb. How are you doing today? I'm having a fantastic day. It's been magnificent. Woke up, birds were singing. It was I'm I'm having a fantastic couple days. Yeah. Caleb, and let yeah. me... Let me, you know, I'm glad that you're having a good day. John, how are you doing? I'm good, Matt. Caleb. Um. I'd like to take this chance to apologize <laughs> to absolutely nobody. Oh, okay. I see, uh, I see. Uh, uh, it's hard for me. Uh, fans of No Game Scheduled, uh, to, my luxu- to, step out to, of my, to my luxurious co-host, Matthew Lamsky, Caleb Bernard, to the honorary Jim No-Face, to the people of Los Angeles, to the people of the Detroit Lions who really wanted Matt Stafford to win and bandwagon. Um, I'd like to apologize for the things I've said previously on this podcast, claiming that the Rams offense wasn't anything special. Uh, I was missing. Stop laughing. You're not making this easy for me. <laughs> He's uh, about to cry, ladies and gentlemen. His tears are filling his I'm out eyes. of eye drops, so i got to force myself. Uh, I'd like to apologize um, some players specifically. Uh, Donald, I never said anything against you. I thought the Rams defense was solid. I'm happy for you. Uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, the only reason I said anything against you is because you played for the, the Lions, and you know it doesn't. <laughs> team doesn't matter. A good quarterback transcends his team. Proved him wrong. Uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, you did had a great season. You called yourself the greatest wide receiver ever. Maybe maybe relax on on that one there. The great the greatest wide receiver ever, Caleb. John, he just he, won a Super Bowl. He, he has ever to feel that way of all time. Okay, yes, of all time. You know why? No, 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 Jer- no. You know what, no. Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice did not break the single season reception record, yards record, or the other. I forget the other one. He in one year, this man broke all three of those records in one year. Won a Super Bowl overall and won the Super overall, Bowl. Overall, I would like to apologize for my words. It will not. Uh, I will try to remain from controversial statements again. Um, against I, once again, I am sorry. Uh, with that being said, if I ever hear Matt or Caleb make a controversial statement about baseball, I'm going to roast them until tomorrow. And I uh, teaser till towards the end of the episode. Um, I will be paying for such statements as we if people who listened to the last episode. I will be we had we had a bet. Yeah. Do we want to say the consequences? No, 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 Entertaining game to say the least. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, I won a lot of money, so I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I won the bet. Uh, <laughs> I would like to say for all these people who are like, oh yeah, Matt was with the Rams. Matt was cheering for the Bengals at one point Listen, in the game what because I he say, wanted money. Is that the kind of person you want as a host on no game schedule? What Someone I want to say, fold for cash. What I want to say, it was a lot of money. What I want to say is, I wanted the Bengals to win. I like Joe Burrow, but I did not think they were going to win. If I had to bet money, which I did. I would have bet it on the Rams, but if, like, logically speaking, but I wanted the Bengals to win, and they almost did. They almost did, and I was very happy with that. Joe Burrow had an amazing game, and Joe Mixon did all right. He didn't get much touches, but I didn't think he was going to with the Rams' uh, defensive line, and he didn't get much touches in terms of rushing. He caught more balls, you know, and for catching, and T. Higgins did a really great game, which... I want to talk about this right away because it's very controversial. The ending, obviously, the ran- the refs will never have a perfect game. They're human. They're going to make mistakes. I don't like the fact that people are like, oh, they're like, I mean, I know we were discussing a little bit off recording. John was like, oh, they rigged it for the Rams. And it- it's not that I don't think they rigged it for the Rams, personally. I just think that they will never be able to make a 
right call in terms of fan bases and like who you pull for. And another thing is I don't to say that they oh that's not a good call because they they're nitpicking. Mm-hmm. I think they have to nitpick towards the end of the game in a close game because if they miss a call like Rams versus Saints in 2018, then it's going to it's huge. Then it'll it'll blow up more if they miss a call than if they overcall. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You make a, you make a lot of good points, and you know when you were right, what we were we were talking about after the game. The reason I was upset, and you know why I was calling it was rigged, is because and you said it yourself, you know they have to be more nitpicky mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. Um, obviously, yeah, because the game is essentially on the line at that point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everyone could talk about the face mask, you know, for the Bengals. Right. So to miss so many to miss so many calls to you know Do- Donald was. Uh, arguably offsides on that on the last play for sure yeah and so like there's a lot of things so like you talk about being nit being nitpicky it's like yeah but there was just a lot i got the sense and i feel like a lot of also other people got the sense that the ram or the the refs were being nitpicky but just at certain situations like oh Mm -hmm. yeah when they're on the when they're in the 10 yard range yeah we're gonna be more nitpicky well once they're at 11 that's not on us and so like if i want to see more reform and like you can say it's rigged, whatever. That we've seen crazier calls, right, in, sure. in the Super Bowl and and through you know, in coin tosses. <laughs> <laughs> but my person, my personal opinion is, you no, know, you have to. It ha- you have to maintain. You have to set a standard for yourself, and then you maintain maintain that the whole game. You might miss calls, but as long as you've set yourself at a standard, I think a lot of people would be more happy with that. It's just the the influctuation of there's not a, there's almost no flags the entirety of the game, mm-hmm. and then. The Rams are knocking on the touchdowns door on fourth down. And <laughs> seven, seventeen. Fl- the entire field's yellow. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think that that's. I think that's my problem, and I feel like a lot of people had similar issues with that. Caleb, any opinions? Uh, so first of all, I also John like you. I thought the Bengals would win it. Mm-hmm. So, but the referee like issue. First of all, they only called like two flags before that quarter had happened, mm-hmm. which and, is insane. Yeah, yeah, and if you're gonna be free, like free flowing like that. Like you said, if you're going to be consistent and minimal penalties, it is the big game, you might as well just go all the way through it. That pass interference that was called on the third and whatever. Mm-hmm. The one against uh, the linebacker? I think so. But The that, one against Wilson, right? Yeah, that's not a PI. That's not That shouldn't be. That's so the thing that drives me there's nuts There's only about. one call. There's only all the calls I think they got right. It's just the influx of the, you know, the, the mass amount of calls in a certain amount of time is what annoyed me the mm-hmm. one call i disagreed with was um fourth fourth and fourth and goal for the rams mm. they don't make they don't make the no he makes the catch but they call the Bengals for unnecessary roughness because the guy went helmet on helmet if you know oh, yeah. yeah i didn't yeah. like here, that call either but here here's why so the, I, again I, I apologize for not knowing names it, it was number one cooper cup because everyone in the stadium everyone watching knew who the ball was going to they mm-hmm. were throwing it to that kid so Cooper Cup is flying through the air forward and then is falling down. Bengals defender is just standing there, yeah. and and he and Cooper Cup flies into him and goes helmet on helmet. And they called the Bengals for uh, number one. Okay, let's let's say he does go helmet on helmet. That's targeting, not not unnecessary roughness. That's yeah. the wrong. That's the wrong call mm. for what you gave it for. And even then, there should have been no call at all. You can't, guys. It's not like he ran towards him and jumped up. Like mm-hmm. he was just standing there, and then, which even blew my mind that he scored. He Cooper Cup caught it, and then his feet touched the end zone, and they didn't even give the Rams a touchdown then, mm-hmm. which was just it was just mind-boggling. I I didn't like that call because again it was the wrong call, the wrong type of call, if you could say. But I didn't like that 
if he didn't hit him, they would have left a touchdown. And he didn't really hit him in, like, a, a bad way, I felt like, because there was no way that Cup could have stopped like and, like, turned, did a move, anything to avoid being hit. And in that position, when he catches that ball, if he touches the ground, it's no, a touchdown. That's a good – real quick, though, that's a good point. You know, he caught it, he got hit, and they didn't, they didn't give him the touchdown. You are essentially encouraging people to just go helmet on helmet in the end zone because it's going to get reversed. And, like, I know there was a holding. I feel like that's what you're doing. He caught, he caught it. It was a touchdown. Just give him the touchdown. Like, why are you making yeah. him go through all this extra work, wasting more time on the clock? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the issue is, and it's because of how the league's going now, is it's on the quarterback to throw a ball that won't get his receiver killed. No suicide passes. No suicide. You can't throw up the middle and not expect someone to get hit. Right. So it's – but the game now has, like, basically rewarded QBs for just put the ball in there because you're going to get – if you get touched, QBs are going to, you know, get a, fi- get a flag. Right. They're going to move up the field. If any – the defense – it's not a defensive game anymore. As much as we hate it, mm-hmm. No. it's – it the, goes towards and, offense. And essentially, yeah. that's what the game comes down to. Well, is offense Rams, brings the Rams in being one of the only teams who play defense mm-hmm. very well. Yes. I will give it them. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. This game just makes me like not like watching football, just because mm-hmm. how the refs just tainted. And by the way, I saw the I originally I saw the face mask that Jalen Ramsey got. Mm-hmm. on that touchdown. And I noticed, I was watching it live, I'm like, that doesn't look normal, because Jalen Ramsey doesn't get burnt like that. And I was like, yeah, that's a that's a call. They no-called it, and I didn't see a flag come mm-hmm. on, but you guys said that they can't throw a flag. So they, they can't challenge. The play we're referring to, I believe, was in the first, second, it was in the second, second quarter. quarter. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey got a face mask pulled, and it, like, turned his whole head around, and obviously, face mask, you're gonna, your head's gonna turn around. I don't think Ramsey sold that enough. Obviously, the refs can't miss that call. But I don't think Ramsey sold that enough because his his mask went like down and to the left, and then his head snapped back up, and like the down and to the left is like so quick that if the ref is not looking at that like at that exact moment, and like he sees him looking up and he's still looking up because he snapped his head back, then like it kind of won't be called. So I think that he should have just right when he snapped it, he should have just fell like you just fall down. And the bang- and the like, Bengals the Bengals knew what because the, they rushed their that point after yeah they real rushed. real fast and you, the rule in football if when, until when the next play starts you can't challenge the previous play mm-hmm. so the bang and the the Bengals like ran McPherson onto the field after that play so well, they knew what was happening they, you yeah. couldn't challenge that play anyway the only thing that it could be is reviewed you can't challenge a uh, a non penalty call yeah so. There's there's no way they were gonna challenge that. They didn't want the uh, Toronto to review it. They didn't want anybody <laughs> to review it. No. So, um, we're talking about the end of the game and now the second quarter. I want to talk about the first quarter. OBJ's injury. Man, did that look nasty. Yeah. That was terrible. This was like a bad game for injuries. I mean, you saw um, Eric Weddle tore his pec in two places. Yeah. Continued to stay on the field and did a great job actually on defense which I will admit I didn't think he was going to do great, but he did, um, especially with being an old of a player as he is, and he's retired again now. He re-retired. Yeah. Uh, OBJ's injury, and then Burrow apparently played oh, with yeah, an MCL horrible, sprain. Horrible and I will say, I've never hurt my knee. Never had surgery on my knee as an athlete, but if you're going to hurt something in your knee, it's your MCL. Like That's like the least yep. important one. Obviously, it's important, but that's the one you can play on. I mean, Tom Brady played on a torn MCL all season, and Burrow played in a sprained MCL. So I, I think this was a bad game texted, for injuries. But I texted you guys this when the OBJ injury happened. I'm like, this is a game changer because at that point the Bengals, you know, 
in the, mm-hmm. in the they had to cover both OBJ and Cooper Cup, which mm-hmm. is yes. impossible, and they were not doing a good job at it. Mm-hmm. So OBJ goes out. You can focus your entire defense on positioning Cooper Cup in a manner where he, right. he if he does get the ball, he ain't going far. Cooper Cup obviously won the game, but like for my memory, like was only able to get off like a couple yard drive, like quick out pass drive ten yards, like. When the entire season you have consistently seen him like, oh, yep, uh, boom, cut right, cut left, and he's upfield behind mm-hmm. at, at, behind everybody. So it was, if I was the the Rams, didn't want him to get injured. You know, you wish the best for his recovery, but to come back after you lose OBJ, man. Well, the defense actually came out and said after the game, Aaron Donald said in his postgame interview, like, once OBJ got hurt, they a lot more pressure's on them. Yeah, And that's true because... You have OBJ, you have Cooper Cup, um, Van Jefferson had a really good game, Bryce Hopkins had a good game. Like, those guys who don't, like, see as much playing time when you have two top, like, two top, I don't know, top 15 wide receivers, I'm going to say. Like, those guys don't see as much, so, like, sometimes they're not going to be as great. And those guys really stepped up. And props to, like, Aaron Donald, who did amazing. He is my only other person that should have won MVP. But Cooper Cup is just too dominant, I think. And Eli Apple just gets The thing with MVP for me is, like, all right, are you considering postseason MVP or Super Bowl MVP? It's just Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, in that case, Donald should have gotten it. Because I think whoever votes on it, I think they were looking at entire postseason. Mm -hmm. Which, if you do, yeah, Cooper Cup gets it in a landslide. Mm -hmm. But if you're going Super Bowl MVP, I I think he kind of got snubbed on that. What do you think, Caleb? Uh, I think Donald, I think he was dominant most of the game. And Cooper Cup, I think, only warmed up maybe about... Second half. Second half. Mm -hmm. But I know, you know, football, they're going to reward the offensive player most of the time. So. 90, I, I feel like 90% of the time. Yeah. Maybe not 90. Maybe like 70% of the time. The offensive player. I feel like the player, last time I saw a defensive player win was like Von Miller when the Broncos won I a couple years so, ago. Yeah. I think that was the last, to my memory, that was the last defensive yeah, player I've seen. We're probably rarely. forgetting somebody. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Unless, they, unless they like split the atom on the field, they're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just solve, the sad truth. Yeah. Solve all world diseases, the defensive players. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I like the game. I did. Like, I thought it was a great game. Um, this is the person I'm, who won $200, by the way, so yeah, he yeah. liked the game. Yeah, I was a huge fan of the, <laughs> of the money machine I generated this uh, Sunday. I mean, it was, it, was a, it was pretty good. He winks. I, I, was, was, <laughs> I was a pretty big fan of that halftime show. I liked the halftime there show. Was a, was a I, listen, I didn't know there was a football game until about <laughs> <laughs> an hour before. <laughs> Uh, and, like, at the start of the game, I was looking. I didn't see the Packers anywhere. I was so yeah. confused about that. I know. I didn't, uh, yeah, were the, the, I didn't Cowboys know, the Cardinals. The, yeah, <laughs> where were they? Relax, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the halftime show. I didn't see the – yeah, I, 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 wore a car, I wore a half Cardinals and Packers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's Eminem. crazy. It's so unreal. My favorite part about the Super Bowl is you can go look back. And then you can't look at the beginning of the season because everyone's new, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You look at, like, you go for the middle of the season. Right? After the trade deadline. Yeah. It's like okay, so the 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 Cardinals were like nine and zero. Yeah. The pa- the Packers lost one game. <laughs> it's like the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Like Joe Burrow just came out of the hospital. I I had a my Super Bowl was the Bills and the Cards. That's what, I think that's what the, the one I had too. That's the one I had. Like, I, had, I, had the, the, I had the Packers. That's fair. They I, were, the Packers I mean, fair. reasonable. I feel like because I feel like it was at the point, and you saw it the entire season. I think Aaron Rodgers was just sick and tired of losing. 
in in key situations, and, I, and you can and you, you can see <laughs> like he, you can tell he just sta- he grew his hair out. He has, wasn't shaving his beard. This is a man yeah. who's done nothing but on a football field, <laughs> what is staring at the San Francisco's 49er logos like a sociopath. What is what is the thing <laughs> that they talk done. about in John Wick? This is a man of sheer yeah yeah he's the will he's and of focus. sheer will. <laughs> yeah, so. that was he, he grew only, his hair like John Wick. He yeah. only put up nine. I mean, nine well, winners. you know, we're talking about obviously football and the Bengals. One thing that I want to point out. All of their wins came from away. Like, they won every game away, and that was, like, an important factor in, like, when I was deciding who I was going to pick, that was, it's really important. Winning away is, like, ten times harder than winning at home, especially in it playoffs. In, in, in fo- football more than anything else. And it's like, you know, you know, baseball, soccer, anything like that, but, like, you know. That's tough, but there I don't is, feel like they fill like, the seats. Yeah, but when you... Football. Depending on what game, depending on like depending what kind of game, game it was, yeah. but football, you got play calling on the field. You need to call audibles. You mm-hmm. need to position guys. And if a stadium is loud enough, right? Yes. The, you've seen mistakes happen before, and mm-hmm. that's you know. Or timeouts taken just because yeah. Oh hear. yeah, exactly. The one the one clip that I always think about when I hear can't can't hear is Michigan versus Penn State a couple years ago. Michigan players could not hear because Penn State's football stadium was so loud, and they're like. Like, the quarterback was calling hike, and he's, like, trying to hike the ball, and the center couldn't hear him. Yeah. And, like, that's just, like, crazy. So when you when you think about it like that, I, I don't know. You were talking about play calling, and I just want to talk about the play call that put Eli Apple on Cooper Cup. Oh, one-on-one? For the game-winning touchdown. What a the genius one-on-one. idea. <laughs> that was, wow, that was just. The the Rams, I was very confident in my previous statement that I, I apologize for, because the play calling for the, for the Rams um, was a bit odd. And the at the in the first first half, yeah. number one. So this is something I, that's been on my mind. We talked about earlier. Matt Stafford throws two interceptions. All right now, mm. now the first one, one hundred percent. There's no disagreement. One hundred percent on his his fault. You're you're scrambling in the backfield mm-hmm. and you just wing was one. Was that up. the hell Mary? Yeah, yeah. It's no, like you was, just wing one up. Goofy. And it's like <laughs> it's like oh well he's in the end zone. It's like okay, granted like nothing happened of it, mm-hmm. yeah. but. It's the Super Bowl. There's so much potential in plays. You're yeah. just gonna, yeah, throw it down there. The second one, yeah, I know it bounces off his hand, and it's just there's right, happens right. to be a person there, there, and like I give I give Matt Stafford like maybe twenty percent blame in that scenario. Mm-hmm. I, I you can argue less, and I'd give it to you because mm-hmm. you still have to throw it to that guy. Right. And you you missed him. You missed he, him. he led him a little yeah. too far. Yeah. But the yeah. guy did kind of fall down on his knee. Also, like, also, if he wouldn't have touched you're, that, you're not gonna, been yeah, it was, anyway. it's a dead ball. So that's why the other eighty percent who goes on whoever it was. Yeah. yeah. But and it was just like I like well first of all I thought the Bengals their first touchdown, first ball, the Bengals first touchdown wasn't by Joe Burrow, <laughs> that that shit that shift run play and then you know mm-hmm. pass it back you know over the head yeah. amazing I yeah, love no. seeing them in the Super Bowl yeah just, really special I think yeah right? yeah just yeah. like random stuff the defense didn't know what to do the fans yeah. didn't know what was happening yeah and, and then you go to, you go yeah. to Matt Stafford who's just like winging one upfield and so you hit you hit just after the second where the Bengals absolutely just come out and like. I said I said they're they're paint manning they're painting manning this game. You know, mm. you hold you just hold for the first and then you come out and kill in the second. They did it. Like interception, touchdown, and you at that point you just thought the Bengals like are gonna win this thing. And then the remainder of the second half was kind of stagnant, in my personal opinion. Kind of boring. I mean yeah. It was kind of boring. And then, you know, the Rams were, and then the, you know, the, the Rams handed the refs of fifty and then here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was questionable play calling in the offensive side of the Bengals. Oh, it for was sure. like fourth and one and they gave it to their second string running back and not Mixon who was having a great game. Who yeah. was yeah. What do you what do you guys think Joe Burrow looking to his career, which is a very promising career. Yes. Right. What do you think he needs to improve on 
overall? Because I have two things in mind, but I'd like to hear from you, from you too. Caleb, go don't, first. Don't, don't you, getting an offensive line is not an improvement <laughs> on Joe Burrow's half. So before you say that, answer my question. I mean, the, I, maybe a bit more accurate because there were a few passes that were just – like, mm-hmm. like, I remember one specifically. He just whipped it out of bounds. And it, it, it had the possibility to be, uh, like, you know, to be a deep play. The last play of the game, if – no, that, I can really only say that was O-line. Maybe if he just scrambles or maybe runs a yeah. bit. But I can't even blame him for that. Matt, do you have an opinion? I mean, I like to see him secure the ball a little bit more and, like, have a little more pocket presence. He doesn't I, – I, it's not bad. Obviously, he's a great quarterback. And – but I feel like if his offensive line is going to be this bad, because it takes time to develop linemen unless you trade or, you know, sign sign if one you, free if you have a if you have an if you have a Super Bowl worthy offensive line in one season, you're getting checked for like steroids and like drug use. Right, it's, like it's impossible. So I feel like I'd like to have him a little more pocket presence wise, and like he he just needs it if this line is going to be with him for the next couple of years, um, which I hope it's not for his sake and like <laughs> his knees' sake. But it's it just, it's so strange to look at, like, teams build, front offices build teams so much weird now than they did, like, 20 years ago. And, like, obviously the game has changed and all. But, like, I don't understand how you can look at the last Super Bowl and this one, which was Kansas City and Tampa and obviously mm-hmm. the Rams and the Bengals, and look at these two Super Bowls and be like, an offensive line is, like, top five, top two, like, you need an offensive line, and you need a def- and you need a whole entire like average, above average defense. Those those two things are like, you can go far with those two things. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your wide receiver is terrible. Like I don't care. Like if your if your quarterback has thirty seconds to throw, pff, you got all time of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you got all the time. I personally of the world. think like, he needs to um, do one of t- do two things. One, gotta learn to run the ball. I mean, granted, you don't want to run against the Rams' defense because yeah. they'll cut you in half. Yeah. But there was certain situations where he easily could have gained a couple yards, right? Or two. And pocket presence is part of that. But why does Joe Burrow get sacked so much? Because he doesn't want to. He doesn't just throw the ball. You know, mm-hmm. he holds. He will hold on to the ball like his life depends on it, mm-hmm. which is commendable. But also at the same time, you have to eventually start worrying about your own well-being. Because there's a reason there's a reason you're getting hammered and you've been injured because you don't let let go of the ball and people are trying to get get it out of your hands. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm not saying throw it away on every play, right? But like get rid of the ball. Oh my every, god, there's a guy who throws yeah, it. Yeah, get rid of the, get, like you can agree. Like get rid of the there's ball every once in a while, field. man. Yeah. You don't need. There's no need to be. There's no need to be sacked 77 times in a game. Super Bowl war yeah. record or whatever it was. 60. I what even was the number? It, yeah, it was a Super Bowl record. You look it up. But yeah, it was. I mean, in his case, he's a young quarterback still, so yeah. he'll learn eventually once he gets hit enough. Sadly, but yeah, that's what it takes. <laughs> yeah, sadly, yeah. that's Just what it like, takes. Like, where do you guys put him in like quarterback conversations? Oh like, God, I don't want to do this like, right now. <laughs> like in the in, in the, the league in the right league, now. In the league, Jeez, like John, top, I'll, I'll let you go first. I don't even know, man. That is like, because I know it's a deep question, but like mm-hmm. out of like the thirty. 30, so are we just talking about? Are we talking? Are we so, talking about? Uh, so number one, Mitchell Trubisky is number one. Uh, okay. Deshaun uh, okay. Watson, who hasn't played in two years. Is <laughs> Dak Prescott playoff playoff <laughs> <right>, Dak Prescott <laughs> number. <laughs> so are you talking about just wins or just overall skill? Just skill wise. Because like because like because like if you put because like if Tom here. Brady was thrown to a sack of uh, a pile of chairs, obviously he wouldn't be a good quarterback. So are you just talking about quarterback on his own? So 
or who I think I'll give you I'll just do quarterbacks on his own because sometimes yeah. a guy can't throw to everyone. So let to, me, so let me think, Matt. To, to clarify this, what you're asking is if I picked up like Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Jets, is he still like Patrick Mahomes or like like if I just picked up a random quarterback and put him on a different team, would he still be that good? Or are you asking if he is in a, purely in a skills competition? In a skills competition. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. So, so, so I'm gonna say top of the line. Mm-hmm. Are we counting Tom Brady because he's retired? No. We're, we will discount no. Tom Brady. Oh, Whoever the, who's the backup for Tampa right now? I don't know. There, we, none of us know. It's, the, of it's us. the pile of chairs I just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number so, one. Number one, you guys can call me crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say number one is Josh Allen. You know what? He's two for me, so I'm not going to call you crazy. Um, number one is Josh Allen, and number two, man, probably going to go with Mahomes. Or number uh, number yeah number two is Mahomes and the number one reason, for, number one for me is Aaron Rodgers fair uh, number two for me is Josh Allen are you counting postseason or no just I, just overall game is on the line Every, let's just say everyone all these quarterbacks are playing on a team with the same players mm-hmm. okay game game is on the line what is this they're not handing it off this quarterback has to do something mm-hmm. right. That's then, what that's what I'm considering. Yeah. Is. Just in a skills competition, he is by himself. He's a man against. He's a man against an entire opposition. I don't know, man. Like he's great. Don't get me wrong. As a Bears fan, I hate to say he's great, but like you got to look at like this past playoff performance of him. He didn't do too well. I mean, you didn't. He got. I ten, would put Joe ten. Burrow at eleven. Eleven. Not in the top. Not 10. in top ten. No. I got him at eight. Who's Who's your top ten then? I can't come up with the list right now, but I know I could fill it up because, before. Yeah, oh, let's, thank you. Let's Perfect. Take a look at the list. <laughs> as, so, as he turns around, I I like, don't think Aaron Rodgers is as good as everybody gives him credit for. Don't get me wrong. In he the regular MVP, season, by the way. Yeah, I he know. Just won MVP. I know. So I know. There's a lot of cheeseheads that are looking at you right now, saying this Matt guy. I hope there's no cheeseheads listening to this podcast, but <laughs> there. Um, oh wait, I forgot. So I forgot he's retired. So he, I, he okay. So Joe, Joe Burrow just got moved up. Okay. <laughs> so Joe Burrow's in the top ten. Say, right? okay. The one I thing forgot Roethlisberger retired. Okay. The one thing that I want to say about Aaron Rodgers, he's a great quarterback in the regular season. In the regular season, and the MVP is not a postseason award. It is a regular season award. Think about that for a minute. How many Super Bowls has he won? You can blame it on the defense. You could blame it. Oh, he doesn't have yeah, weapons. Cool. What is the excuse this time? That he? What is the excuse? I'm sorry. The 49ers scored 13 away. That is not winnable. We just saw in the Super Bowl you need 23 to win probably at minimum. I'd say 23, 25 to win in a, a, a playoff game. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. I'd say that's pretty good. Maybe 30. Yeah. Depends on the defense. But, man, he scored 10 points. There's no way this thing has Dak Prescott at 7. I don't. That's just a regular <laughs> ranking. That's just list them. Okay. That. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think that he's, like, as good as no, this is No, this is ranked. Oh well, what? this is final rank, and then pre- this is the final rank of the season, and then this is the previous rank. They put, they put Matt Stafford at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's fair. Dak My top ten eight? does not look like this. Yeah, my no, top Dak. ten is similar. Uh, I, anyway, regardless. So yeah, this. sorry. Go ahead. Um, I apologize. I don't think he's like that great in terms of like where where you want him to be important at. Yeah, he's not that good in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. Like. I will die on that hill, and I will not die on that hill out of bias. I will die on that hill out of, like, facts, I'll die on it for a bias. I'm a Bears fan. F you. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm just thinking, because, like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, and Burroughs, I think, for me, is top ten, but there's just a lot of people list, like... uh, For sure. Like, for for starters, Josh Allen, uh, Mahomes, Stafford, arguably, could be top ten. There's a a, a reason I don't... I struggle to put Joe Burrow in the top ten. It's because I haven't seen him enough. 
Yeah. Right, we've seen he was him injured this most, first year. He was injured most of this is the first full year. He was injured most of last year, right? He granted he, he he got in there this year, but I can't okay, I granted he, he made a Super Bowl run, but all that a lot Do of that year. a lot of that is circumstantial. Yeah, ne- one year from now when we're talking about the Super Bowl fifty Hopefully we'll be talking about Justin Herbert instead of this. We're gonna be talking about Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. We're gonna be talking about Josh Allen. I hope so. We I have I have <laughs> I have two predictions for next year. Mm. Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl. Notice I said Josh Allen, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> not the Bills. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl, and um, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. My biggest theory is Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, right? That's fair. That's okay. he was reported that when he first one wanted of the to trade. Bi- so one of the he wants out of there. He wants out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The biggest crossover event that. Bigger than Avengers Endgame would be if Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers. Possibly. He's from he's from California. Yeah. That's his team growing up. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be the biggest if you can't beat him, join him situation. And if he do, so let's just hypothetical situation, Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers and they win a lot of games, right? Yes. Do you consider do you do you then say, oh well the only reason Aaron Rodgers won is because he couldn't beat the 49ers and he, he Aaron Rodgers no. is a good quarterback. No. I think I think the reason that you say that Aaron Rodgers won this time is because <laughs> I'm sorry, the 49ers defense is like top two. Like the 49ers yeah. defense is only second to the Rams. You could only so, argue that the only piece that's missing from that Niners team is a decent QB. Oh yeah, for sure. Garoppolo no, sucks. 100%. <laughs> that, 100%. That's and if that happened, I think they definitely They didn't score a touchdown in 6 quarters in the playoffs, people. Yeah. That's not you can't win. You can't win that way. You can't win that way. They're you can awesome. if you have the 49ers defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You can't win. You can't win bigger games than that. You will not you will not be making it to the Super Bowl going and winning the Super Bowl if you don't score a touchdown. You have to Do score you a think do you think the Ram- do you think the Chiefs or the Bills could have beat the Rams? I think the Bills could have. The Chiefs, I think they have too many holes on their defensive end. But I think the Bills could have. The unfortunate thing for the Bills was just their secondary just they were tired. They were tired because they had just given up the um the field goal. Yeah, the 13 second yeah. field goal. Yeah, they gave up the 13 second field goal and then they have to go right back on defense against an not only a fresh Mahomes technically because he got the break from the field goal, um, a motivated Mahomes, which is like a dangerous person, mm-hmm. and like a motivated Kelsey, obviously a motivated Hill. Like, man, I just think that the the biggest hill for the Rams is the Chiefs. At the end of the day, that's all that that's their biggest hill. So I think next the, next, the next question because I like I like provoking thoughts. Or did you have a response to that? I'm thinking the Bills would be more of a threat because their defense is proven. Mm-hmm. It was just, a, as you said, they were tired. They were tired. Their offense is so dynamic as well. They, mm-hmm. If you want explosiveness, you can go to their uh, till, till Singletary, mm-hmm. to Singletary. If you just want, like, a nice, well-rounded QB with an amazing arm, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. If you want, like, quick elusiveness, you can go to uh, Stefan Diggs. And if you just want, like, a big wide receiver, go to Cole Beasley. Like, they're so... Unique and like, John. What were you saying? I honestly forgot. Oh yeah. Do you are are we also in agreement? Will there be an agreement or will there be a thing that like it will? Some people will haunt Matt Stafford. Like, yeah, you won the Super Bowl, but if the Bengals have a decent have a respectable offensive line, do they win that game? For sure. Yes. 
I yes. think so. But you can't look at it like that, in my opinion. You can't, I mean, yeah. I, can't, the I, day, yeah, I know they that. Don't. Because I know that. if yeah. the Rams had had Superman as a guy, <laughs> yeah. maybe they might win that game easier. Yeah. Like, or, like, so, you, hey, man, Joe Burrow, make, Joe Burrow can make kryptonite. That's all I'm saying. Bro. Joe <laughs> Burrow can do it all. Yeah. So the one thing that I want to point out, anybody hasn't seen it, there's a picture uh, Eli Apple got absolutely burnt. Not Eli Apple. I'm sorry. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey got absolutely burnt on the last play of the game. And when there was debate about who the Bengals should pick, if they should pick Panay Sewell or if they should pick Jamar Chase, they picked Jamar Chase. And there was, like, two graphics where it was, like, Panay Sewell can block anybody and Burrow can throw the ball. Are you talking about if Burrow had one more second left? Well, yeah. Like, uh, that so, was heartbreaking. Yeah, so, like, ahead. and like, there's this graphic. If Panay Sewell's blocking any – he's blocking somebody – Joe Burrow can throw to anybody then. Mm. But if anybody's blocking for Joe Burrow and he's throwing to Jamar Chase, the ball's not going to get there. And what do we see in the Super Bowl? The ball wouldn't get there. They would have won had they had just... Oh, he needed five but, more seconds. Not even. He needed three. Do you argue they even make it there if Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase isn't right. there? It's such a, balls. It's that, quite a conundrum because it's like, well, part of the reason they made it there is because Joe Burrow's throwing to Jamar Chase. But part of the reason that they didn't win it is because mm-hmm. Joe Burrow couldn't throw the Jamar Chase. Yeah. I think it's cost of opportunity or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Where if I mean, it's easier to get a good wide receiver than... Risk versus reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then get a good linebacker. If you get the linebacker... Plenty of wide receivers on the market. OBJ maybe comes in Cincinnati. Right. Like, it's a pipe dream because why would you go from Cleveland to Cincinnati instead of going <laughs> sunny, bright? Right. Like, there's more opportunities in L- LA. LA. But there's definitely so. more wide receivers you could have, like, gotten a hold of. But, I mean. It's, I mean, if maybe they picked Punesu well, the Bears trade. Um, Allen Robertson, the Cincinnati, and we get somebody else. Like, there's so many different factors if they don't pick a wide receiver because wide receiver is such an easy position to come by. It's yeah. the, I think yeah. the one thing I think the one thing that might hurt the the Bengals in this offseason is I think a lot of people are going to force them to put too much emphasis into an offensive line, and mm-hmm. they're going to miss. You have to remember you got to you got to think of a team as a whole. Mm-hmm. You can't just okay. Well, if we just if we just get an offensive line, <laughs> we'll be good. Well, Joe we Bur- just need five awesome <laughs> five star <laughs> offensive yeah. linemen, and we're great. No. <laughs> You need other Joe things Burrow, too. Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe Burrow needs some other people to throw to. The defense could use a little bit of a tweaking as well. You're gonna need a corner. So that's why you said. <laughs> see, that's the thing. It, it <laughs> you is possible. You need a corner. Yeah, it is possible. It is possible to make an offensive, a perfect offensive line in one season. But you're not gonna have. You have to else. sacrifice picking for deep, picking defense, yeah. picking receivers, picking special teams. You literally have to use all of your, all of your ability, all of your money, all of your trades, all of your picks to just get offensive line, and you've thrown it away at that point. So we're talking about picks. So we're gonna go. To draft order. I was gonna so. say the apple doesn't fall fall far from the crab tree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is this the final round, Matt? Is that what you're saying? Yes, we are entering the final round. Do I drum roll? I don't know. What yeah, yeah. Is. You know, we okay. just go to it. All right. All so right. with the NFL season finally coming to a close, the 2022 NFL first round draft lineup has been announced. Uh, all these positions are subject to change, but currently, if the draft was in the next 15 minutes, this is what the lineup would look like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say it a bit. There, I'll say who's solidified. Uh, some some of these things, obviously, there was trades, so I'll say who they got that position from, if that need be, and then you guys can give me your thoughts. If you guys want want, want to interject on what they need, feel free. So, number one is no surprise to a single person. Would you guys like to guess? Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, it is the Jags. <laughs> number two is the Lions. Number three is the Texans. Number four is the Jets. Number five is the Giants. 
Mm. Uh, number six is the Panthers. Number seven, originally going to the Bears, uh, is the Giants. That trade was Giants get this pick and the Bears got Justin Fields. That's what that whole trade was. Mm. Number eight is the Falcons. Nine, the Broncos. Ten, originally was the Seattle Seahawks. Now going back to the Jets. Eleven is the Washington Commanders. That <laughs> felt odd saying Yeah, that. I don't like that. Uh, uh, number 12 is the Vikings. Thirteen, the Browns. Fourteen, the Ravens. Fifteen, Originally was the Dolphins back to the went to the Eagles. Sixteen was the Colts also went to the Eagles. Seventeen was the Chargers. Eighteen was the Saints. Nineteen also the Eagles again. So the Eagles have three first round draft picks, which is good. Which is good. For, yeah, that's great for them because they're a team that definitely needs them. I mean, they made the playoffs this year too, so it's not right. And how many games they win? They won the same amount of games as the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, to, uh, <laughs> twenty is the Steelers. Twenty one the Patriots. Twenty two the Raiders. 23 the Cardinals, and this is where you'll get your playoff, you start seeing your playoff teams. Right. 24 is the Cowboys, 25 is the Bills, 26 the Titans, 27 the Buccaneers, 28 the Packers, 29 was the 49ers, and now goes back to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. 30 is the Kansas City Chiefs, 31 is the Bengals, and 32 was the Rams, but they gave it to the Lions. So the Lions with two first-round draft picks. So uh, as a Bears fan, one of the things that I'm looking at right now, it's uh, through CBS... <laughs> the Lions are projected to take Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Great, great edge, by the way. I'm not a Michigan fan. I like Ohio State. But I that man scares me. Like, if, like, I saw him lined up against one of my offensive linemen, I would just be absolutely terrified that he will get through yeah. because he is so, he's so quick, he's elusive, and he's strong. He is just – I think he's the best player in this draft. I don't like. Hmm. I know that's probably controversial. I mean, Evan O'Neill for Alabama did really good, and my boy from Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, is really good. He's ranked like third overall. So, obviously, but man, as a Bears fan, they got Panay Sewell, so they got more protection, and then they're gonna take Aiden Hutchinson, who is just like gonna blow through that Bears offensive line. Is <laughs> not exciting. So looking at, uh, so twenty is the Steelers, twenty seven is the Buccaneers. Do you see either of those teams taking a quarterback? No. Do you think they trade for it, or do you think they use their whoever's their backup right now and use that as their head quarterback? I think they'll trade for a quarterback. The Buccaneers are in talks to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know if I could see that. You know, I could I, see I said, that. I don't I know if that'd Bronco, be the right fit. I said Broncos because realistically, that's the because mm-hmm. who does who does Aaron Rodgers not want to leave? He wants to what what, what Devontae? Devontae, yeah, Devontae, yeah, yeah, yeah. Devontae Adams. He wants to stay together, so I think the Broncos need that more than the Buccaneers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got to see here? I, uh, I'm i not convinced that Pittsburgh still won't take, like, they're going to trade for, like, Watson or, they're I don't know, Trubisky, Nick Foles. Like, there's going to be somebody they're going to trade for that's, like, known but is yeah. not, like, had a chance to, like, prove himself, you know? Granted, Nick Foles has had that chance. You know, the, but multiple times. This might, be, <laughs> this might be a hot take here. The Bengals actually hurt themselves. Um, this season, making a deep as a deep deep enough playoff run. Oh, as they for did, sure. You've now put yourself at the thir- at thirty one pick in the overall draft, and obviously, you know that doesn't personally the draft doesn't mean anything. For example, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it doesn't matter where you pick as long as you pick. But but I would say one through five matters a whole lot. Um, in a way, yeah. So the Bengals, you know, taking at thirty one, like yeah, that's great. But like, you guys went to the Super Bowl, and no offense. Kind of obviously you're you're you know you're the championship champion team mm-hmm. in your division, but you don't get to the Super Bowl. It's kind of all for nothing at that point. So now now you have a you don't have a Super Bowl win, and you have a very low pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and you still need players. So 
it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it play out plays out. But I think the Bengals some not not the foot kind of just shot themselves in one of like the middle toes that, that aren't important. But I think I think they hurt themselves there. I mean, they, you could still get a decent offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's at they the list have... I'm looking at. Obviously, it's CBS, but I'm not paying for ESPN Plus. Um, <laughs> is Keenan Greel Green uh, Texan A and M? He's an O line, and he's ranked position fifth for his position rank, so he's ranked, he's the fifth best offensive lineman. And I think in a league where offensive lineman matters, like, probably the most right now, that's probably, that's pretty good. At 31st, 5th, that's pretty, I'd take him. Like, obviously, you need him. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, the game has changed now to where, like, people are going to start targeting, like, offensive weapons mm-hmm. more. And O-line, some people don't need to fix their O-line. Not, as not much as certain teams. Mm-hmm. But. So, look, looking at it, so... The Bears trading for to get Justin Fields and then giving up their seven spots. So the Bears don't have a pick in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Mistake? No. No, because you know what? If they didn't trade that pick, you know who would have picked uh, Justin Fields? Or Mac Jones? The Vikings. You needed to trade that pick. Justin Fields was falling hard. The Vikings are looking for a replacement in Cousins because he makes way too much money and he isn't producing. You need a replacement. So they were going to pick Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I'm glad that the Bears got him. I think they gave up a little too much. Swapping first rounds was enough, and what else? Whatever else they gave up, but like, I just, I just realized the Jags had the first round draft pick last year. And they oh, got yeah, it again. They suck. <laughs> okay, here, here's a question I got. I, if, I don't like Trevor Lawrence. If you, <laughs> um, and with that, we're gonna move on. <laughs> I believe in Joe Burrow superiority. How, <laughs> how do you even fix the Jags at this point? Like, how, what, what? Okay, say you get hired as the GM. You bomb the team. <laughs> Guys, I have an... I have relocate the London. Put, no, 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 no. Relocate no, no. no. I mean, you, you put every employee, every player in the stadium, every piece of merchandise that they've ever made in the stadium, and you blow it up. No, no, guys. <laughs> you I get have, rid of them. I have a great thought. And this is kind of like out of the world. He hasn't done anything, but hiring a college coach, Urban Meyer, would do great with the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> He'd really. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so. cool. <laughs> All right. Who was, uh, I think, one second, one second, one second. Oh, we're... okay. Oh, he'd kick it out of the park, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd do, he'd do so good. Yeah, he Especially at away games where you can go to, like, a bar and relax. I think he'd do amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I just don't I think. I think. I think. I think the Jags need Mike. Mike Mayock. Yeah, that's who they need. That's it. <laughs> oh. God. Bill O'Brien should be the head yeah. coach of the, <laughs> the Jaguars. Oh my god! So he can trade Trevor Lawrence for a bag honestly, of balls. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think they need a really offensive-minded person. Let's just have OJ Simpson coach. <laughs> <laughs> We had no game schedules to not cut down the actions of which. <laughs> Put that disclaimer. Allegedly. Allegedly. The it's alleged action. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thought. It's a hot take. Oh, all right. Uh, I Caleb, think, on you. I think I, we're done we with need, this. We don't, we, okay, hot take. We don't need Hellfire, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. The Jags, but to, to go back and answer your question, what do the Jags need? I mean, it's, it's sad to say they need to tank another three seasons. They need to get the literally. That's what they do. They so that Trevor Lawrence requests a thousand, like a million dollars, like m- multiple. I don't know. He's gonna request need some to stupid do it, amount yeah. of money, and they're not gonna be able to build a team around him if they wait yeah. that long, in my opinion. But, I mean, but personally, I agree. They, have, they have to tank. They have to get 
better. They have to get high draft picks for the next three years. You can't expect them to come out next year yeah. and, and dominate. They, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Right. right. So, uh, to move on, uh, the NBA, one of the largest trades of the deadline had occurred Wednesday. <laughs> um, the Nets had gotten Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. And the 76ers got James Harden and Pill or Pill, um, Paul Millsap. So Nets, Nets are or the who the Nets got Seth Curry. The Nets got Seth. The Nets. Curry. Uh, the they Nets the were the Nets were rightfully upset when they realized they weren't getting Steph Curry. Yeah. and they got <laughs> Seth Curry instead. It's okay. They got the better Curry brother. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on that that trade? We John, were talking about it last week. We by did. The way. We, so yeah. So last week. So we record our episodes on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We predict we produce, this. By the we way, produce them they on listen. Th- <laughs> we produce them on Thursday, and they come out Friday. Unbeknownst to us, that trade happened Thursday. So we were behind the curve mm-hmm. on that episode. So we might have to change some, you know, production aspects here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I think about it. I mean, good for him. Which, which, which good for him. who? Yeah, it's exactly. Players, exactly. Said, well, good exactly. For him. well, I, I'm I don't care about. I don't care about the other. I don't care about the other three. I'm focused on the Harden Ben Simmons because that's the bulk of the trade for sure. Um, uh. Harden didn't want to be there. Harden didn't want to be in the Nets. He he wanted to put two. So he wanted out of Dallas first of all, right? Houston. Houston. Pardon me. Thank you. He wanted. He wanted out of Houston. He got that trade. His, his thought was, I'm going to go play with Kyrie because he's always been a support player. He's not the main stage character. And mm-hmm. Kevin Durant has never been that character because Kevin Durant had Westbrook and then he had Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Right? But the problem with Kyrie Irving and his you know protest on the, vac- on the vaccine, yeah. James Harden's had to step in the position of highlight player. He's had to do it all. And he doesn't want to do that because he potentially can. It's just very tiring on him. He doesn't have to do it. Uh, so he took out, he brought out the fat suit, <laughs> put it on during <laughs> the Nets games. Definitely had a meal. Yeah. So I don't, I don't blame the Nets because he didn't want to. He got to the point where he's like, I don't want to be here. Kyrie's making this too difficult to me, which I understand. But there are twenty-eight other teams in the league who would have been happy to, t- who would have been okay. Let's say there's fifteen other teams who would have taken James Harden. There's ten other teams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I. You didn't ask, but I'm just going to say you did anyway. Is, are there any winners? Who's the winner in this trade? There I'll are no you, winners. Are there any winners in this trade? There are no winners Yoke. in this trade. Okay, it's Ben Simmons and James Harden at the bulk of the trade. I'm sorry. Ben Simmons is not at, like, how much money say he was making? $177 million for 14 points a night. 14 points a night is good, not at $177 million. No, it's and, not. Like, you're, like if, you're, if, you're minimum, if you're a minimum salary player scored 14 points a night, you'd be... You'd be ecstatic. Or irate. You'd <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah, give that guy more money. Yeah, but right. You, he's at the top. Your, he's taking up a massive chunk of your salary cap. Mm-hmm. cap yeah, no. Pardon me. And also, he was your first round. He was the first overall draft pick in 2016. Yeah, no. no. Yes. I, I don't think that it's a good trade, personally. Like, I don't. And I don't, also, also, <laughs> I'll tell you what. 14 points a night. 14 points a night is okay mm-hmm. for a dude who is either a, a, like a, a shooting center and like doesn't put himself in a position <laughs> in a point guard position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you if you're in a position where you don't shoot at all, that's like Ben Simmons is 6'11 or he 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 should be just constantly just sitting in the middle, standing over Trey Young and yeah. just dunking on him. But no, Trey Young, he's 5'8, they're stat packing him. You go to the yo, Trey Young's 6'5. No, he's not. He's 5'11. He's my height. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I don't know. It'll be we can we can speculate as much as we want. Mm. Obviously, because speculation has worked so well for us here on no game schedule before. Oh, yes. absolutely. Until until we see Ben Simmons, either a Ben ten because he's number ten on the Nets now, as we're going to be calling him. Yes. Um, you have to see how he plays. Obviously, Harden's going to do what he does. 
There's no denying that Harden. There's no denying Harden's going to maintain the level of play that he has. But until Ben 10 does something, uh, we'll, we'll see who's aware. I don't um, think it was that good of a trade. So my my opinions. When I first heard of the trade, I'm like, this is ridiculous. But what a when, I, when, I, trade. <laughs> when I looked at it, if you look at it in the eye of like, first of all, so the biggest piece that Brooklyn had got was not Ben Simmons. I think it was Seth Curry. And the reason why is because Seth is a great three-point shooter. And mm-hmm. what they needed was depth on the bench, so, especially with moving that. So as Bulls and fans, we paid attention to a lot of it here. Oh, I started to cut you off, Caleb. So the Nets were giving the Bulls a run for first place for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And the Nets dropped to eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like so, people walking on the roof of our studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the depth, first of all, uh, ben Simmons, we all know that he had a horrible time in Philadelphia. With this trade, you know how everyone was calling Andrew Wiggins a bust, and this trade might reinvigorate Ben Simmons to be an Andrew Wiggins-type player where mm-hmm. he revitalizes himself, gets what he does, and maybe an all-star appearance. Because as we know, Andrew Wiggins has gotten an all-star appearance. For sure. But Andre Drummond, they needed a big man. They got what they needed in Andre Drummond. He's a former all-star as well, but he's aged a lot. He could be an answer to a couple questions on this, you know, in the backcourt. Or you yeah. know who you know who I'd be really interested to get their opinion on is Doc, Doc Rivers, <laughs> ben, ben, the number one, number one overall 2016 draft pick, Ben Simmons. So Ben, let me read your stats. We we're talking about like what you should like. Ben Simmons, all you averages 14 points. One thing I want to point out: Michael Jordan said you should average 30 points. You should average 30 points in a year. I feel like that's not that difficult. So seven points, a quarter. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, that's how many points? Who 28? broke this down? Yeah, Michael, know, this is Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, no, but so, like I saw a player recently yeah. broke this down. Yeah, like that's ahead. that's not hard. Seven points a, a quarter, fourteen you, points you make, a half. You make a three and two layups. You can't do that a single every quarter. Yeah, like, you on. need three baskets. You need three baskets mm. essentially. If you make a like John said, you make a three and two layups. You need three baskets, or you get a field goal. You average seven points a quarter for how much you like on time, especially if you're like an elite player, like a bench player who gets like 10 minutes in a game. And probably the, the not problem is 30 points. The problem night. is, and here's the thing you can listen, you can average 13, 14 points a game, mm-hmm. but you need to, but your assist stats need to be through the roof. You need to be considered a playmaker or your yeah. steals, something look like at, there's got to be some at, value. You again, add to I just, the team. I, I'm using the bulls. Look at Io DeSumo. Io DeSumo does not get a lot rookie for the bulls does not get a lot of points a game, mm-hmm. but he also has been setting career grandies. A rookie has been setting career high assist points in yeah. the last couple games here. Mm-hmm. So Ben Simmons, you don't, you, you don't pass either. And you don't make good passes. <laughs> <laughs> you make, you drive in your six eleven over five eleven Trey young and you do an elbow pass. <laughs> right. Like you're just running, dude, just, <laughs> out there running. And with the acquisition of James Harden, uh, like it allows kind of like a Shaq Kobe type of duo where you have a big man who's pretty dominant mm-hmm. and you have a shooter, which James Harden can be a shooter. We've seen what he could do in mm-hmm. Houston. I think the Nets, his play style wasn't appropriate for Brooklyn, especially with KD and the reappearing, disappearing Kyrie. Right. So. I don't think any team had lost. I think both teams won this trade mm-hmm. because both players didn't want to be there. But you what got the depth you got. The Nets wanted depth. They got that. They have a prospect in Ben Simmons who, worst case scenario, he's a bum. <laughs> Best case scenario, Andrew Wiggins-esque all-star. Mm-hmm. And 
iso ball for the Sixers. They have a shooter now that can shoot, mm-hmm. a point guard that or a shooting guard that can shoot, and Paul Millsap. I don't even have notes for him. Mm-hmm. So, but Joel Allen Embiid and Harden that might be dangerous to watch. Even right. though uh, Boston dropped fifty on him right the other night. So speaking of fifty, <laughs> uh, we're gonna move over to my segment. And I've been, I've been slacking on the the segue. Buzzer. Yeah, what's going on, John? I don't know, man. John, you need to pick it up, my man. I don't know. Uh, here's my meme so ad noise. So we're gonna go. It's over gonna be to really delayed. So I'm just gonna play. We're gonna. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna go over to Yamir Jaeger, Jaeger, whatever his name is. Um, question: How many of you people listening, or you guys here, think that you're gonna be playing high-level competitive sports at the age of 50? No, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. John, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yamir Jaeger is... I didn't say what's... Uh, badman. Professional yeah. badman. Oh, yeah. Listen, professional you, didn't have, you didn't say hockey or... Football. So, yeah, no, no. on Tuesday, uh, he turns 50. Turn 50, turns 50. Um, Past tense or turning. present tense? Like, it's turning. Yeah, I think it's turning. Okay. And Will be. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. He turned 50 Past yesterday. Tense. Past, Past tense. Past tense, okay. Uh... That is, he didn't. He's not playing in the NHL. There's no 50 year old who will play in the NHL since Gordy Howe, but which was a different breed of man. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Hockey. Mr. Hockey for sure. So yeah. I saw him at the Hall of Fame. It's just crazy to think about. Like, do you guys think he'll play till he's 60, or do you think he just? Oh no, I think someone hits him and he turns into dust. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. Uh, I mean, so, credit. What what league is he playing? Like one of those like transatlantic leagues? Yeah, it's over yeah, in. So, like, um, Russia. Number one, no, no one check. Oh, oh, or Czech Republic. Czech oh, okay, okay. Well, no one checks in those leagues, so it's like <laughs> it's like a practice. Mm-hmm. It's like so. I mean, good for him. I just want to see. How, like, is he sla- Like, is he in good shape, or is he like? Dude, he, gets, he gets to he gets to the edge of the ice where that door is to go in the locker room, and there's immediately a walker there that he needs to hop into because dude, he just blew his back out six times in a row. Dude, he's like ripped. Like, I don't know if anybody's seen him on his Instagram. He's like ripped, dude. This is him. This is like a year or two ago, John. The I, mean, dude, he could, I mean, he could kill me without. Like, without dude, the question. dude is yeah. jacked still at fifty, and the only reason that he's still playing, there's like, he's never like come out and said it. But this is his old team playing? in Czech Republic, like the eighties, I think. This is his I'm old team. Wise, but. Uh, this is a, this is his old team before he was drafted in the NHL for the Czech. Uh, and this le- this team is like, gonna like go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Like soon, so the only reason he's still playing is because he's like getting their name out there. Yager and demonstrated his talent for hockey in early life in life and played professionally in his native Czechoslovakia mm-hmm. at age fifteen. Yeah, probably fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, th- that's so most. He's been of the playing time. for forty five years. Those guys who like get to the league at like eighteen, they're playing like professionally somewhere. Yeah. At like age fifteen, sixteen, like Connor Bedard is probably the most sought out prospect right now not this not this year's draft but next year 2023's draft mm-hmm. he will he will be the number one pick like he was gonna go to canada and or he's gonna go to the olympics and play for canada at 16 that's impressive nobody's done that since gretzky and in the qualifier rounds and the world juniors he scored a hat trick which yeah. again has not been done since gretzky so this kid is like that's a great, that's a lot of, that's a lot of goals yeah, like in like this kid has done things that nobody thought anybody would ever do again. Even McDavid didn't even do this at this age. So, is he going to be as good as Gretzky? No, absolutely not. But Ovechkin is the only one who will come close to Gretzky, and he's still not even close. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Ovechkin. I think McDavid's probably the closest one, 
he's Gretzky's I mean the goals thing yeah that's impressive to get that many goals but also like when you switch over to football like Drew Brees hold the held the all-time passing record and he was he only won one Super Bowl and Ovechkin's only won one How cup. How many Super Bowls do we have? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but like I mean that's just like a time thing. Like you have to be good consistently throughout all your age. I'm not going to say he's not been great, but if he retired like this year would he get it? No. So it's like he's he j- he just needs to be in the league for like 3 more years and he'll get it. So I don't think he's like that great. He's good, but he's not like Oh my God, he's like the greatest player. No, McDavid is. McDavid's like the sixth fastest player to reach like 500 points or something like that. Like, just absolutely insane. But just when you look at like a player like that, like McDavid is 26, 27 now. Mm. He's reaching like <laughs> he's reaching his prime, and where he's not even in it yet, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. This man is nuts. And all that for a first round exit. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and Jaeger is still. 50 playing in Czechoslovakia. And I actually thought about buying one of these jerseys if the website wasn't in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> so, John, you were going to say something? Yeah, it's a lot of goals, man. And speaking of a lot of goals, from the downstairs washing machine to the top of the leaderboard, Sid the Kid hits the 500 grid. There we go. Oh, wow. Did Sydney, you hear that one? I did. Wow. Sydney, wow. Sydney Crosby is the 46th player in NHL history to wow. score 500 goals. He has scored every goal with the biggest posers of all time, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, yes, I say that as a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Mm. Sidney Crosby, or also as I call him the Derrick Rose of hockey, is a player with tremendous skill but has been uh, severely – has spent the majority of his mm-hmm. career um, out due to injury. As right. you all know, the wrist injury that's been a massive problem for him for the last six years. Okay. Yeah. So um, two things I want to get from you guys. Number one, reaction of, to hitting 500 goals. 46 player in NHL history to do it. In the long history of the NHL, 46 players have hit 500 Caleb? goals. Uh, I mean, he's widely regarded as the best player, or was widely regarded as one of the best, or the mm-hmm. best player of the league until McDavid started hustling for him. In his stride, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's obviously what he did, he got a, you know, he got three cups, and on such limited time with injuries, uh, you know, concussions, all that. Management, yeah. Yeah, and he he's obviously one of the best players. To touch the ice. To touch ice, Yeah. And be you know I a lot of people that I play play hockey with or uh, you know talk about hockey with they're like yeah no he's the greatest he's the greatest for me but he he's so skillful he just pulls out so many new tricks his hockey sense is out of this world like not his manageable sense like hockey like if he was to go be a general manager I don't think he would do I, I think he'd be great but he wouldn't be like he'd be an amazing coach though mm-hmm. his hockey like knowledge and like. There's a lot of there's a lot of players in all sports who I'd like to see coach. Yeah. yeah, like he is just so brilliant, and his his IQ they call it like soccer IQ, football IQ, hockey IQ. His hockey IQ is like one of the best I've ever seen live, like mm-hmm. ever. He is just so smart, and he like he'll see something. It's like four steps away, and like. You have to predict. You have to anticipate. In, in hockey with skates? Four skates strides. away. Four strides away. Four strides away, yeah. So he'll see it like a play that's like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Like He's going to move to the center ice. But when he moves to the center ice, what opens is the Gretzky's office, which is like, you know, right behind, behind him, yeah. behind the net. And then I'll go behind there, and they'll commit to me too far. And like he'll pass. And he's like on his own blue line. He's in his defense, and he's thinking about this. And like he'll get the puck, and it'll happen. And not many players can do that. Not many, like players in any sports can predict that or anticipate that. So he's he's so good, but I think there's like not necessarily a curse, 
it's just something you're being a like a franchise player in Pittsburgh, man. You just get hurt. <laughs> like <Yeah>. Lemieux, <laughs> a Crosby, you just get hurt, man. It so, sucks. You know, Caleb, you sent this to me before the episode, and it mm. was goals scored versus every franchise for Sidney Crosby. Yes. So you sent it to me, so I obviously can't say you know guess which one is which, right? So yeah. <laughs> he scored he scored fifty against the he scored fifty against the Flyers. 39 against the Islanders, 38 against, obviously, the teams in his division, which Visual he plays, more. He plays more. But I, I love how it's Philadelphia. But he has also... Oh, yeah, it's got to be. But yeah, you, got, you got to give the man credit. My favorite part about this is he looked towards the last, like, oh, which teams did he score least amount of goals on? He has goals against the Knights and the Kraken, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three against the Blackhawks, which is really surprising. In my yeah, personal considering opinion. that there was a whole... They've been massive rivals for years. Yeah. They so, never met in the Stanley Cup Finals, though. So that's the thing. The huh? whole they never, not no, not in the what? 2010s when both of them were like at their peak dynasties. They never met in the Cup Finals. Oh, in the Cup Final. Okay, because I was gonna say I. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. They never I'm met in the Cup Finals, I'm, I'm and that Cup Finals right. probably would have been like the greatest Cup Finals yes. in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just he's such a dominant player. He is, and oh, man, I when he retires. In the next coming five years, probably this decade. It'll be less than that. This decade, it'll just be so sad to see, and I have a feeling that the Penguins are gonna try and blow up the team because he is literally like the team. The, the team. He's the, the team. team. Yeah. And it just man. What do you kill? So. What? Um. You have any? You have anything? No, else? that's 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 that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So. Uh, the Bears mock draft uh, came out the other day. Oh, God. Um, you know, the Bears, obviously, we talked about the draft picks and don't have a first-round pick. So, mm-hmm. second-round pick, uh, they have us. They have the Bears targeting a former target of uh, Justin Fields, Chris Olav of Ohio State. The wide receiver, right? The wide receiver, yeah. yeah. So, um, he's pacey. Uh, technically, he can run routes very well. Uh, not very physical. And could be effective tandem with Darnell Mooney, who we mm-hmm. all know has burnt Jalen Ramsey multiple mm-hmm. times. Jalen Ramsey's father, as yeah, you refer to him as his po- on yes. his podcast. Yeah, I like talking about. Super we've Eclipse. said that this is the first time we've ever said that. We do not refer to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can start referring to him as <laughs> burnt toast Ramsey, yeah, burnt Eli toast. Apple, yeah. fall from from the tree. But um, my react, like basically. Olaf caught ninety eight passes in two thousand nine and two thousand twenty. Where so this mock draft? Where is it? Where is it from? Uh, I th- think it was the NFL. Okay. Okay. So are we expecting Justin Fields to be the with the quarterback? Not doing this, we're gonna have three quarterbacks on the field at once and sacrifice two receivers. Like is Justin Fields? And this is my biggest concern. Mm. Who is going? To, listen, you gotta look at Joe Burrow, look at Trevor Lawrence, look at Baker Mayfield, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you start these guys. You know, you, they come out rookie year, and you give them helmet at helmet the wheel. All right? Joe Burrow, best case scenario. He gets injured. I don't know. That's not the best case. <laughs> then he goes to the Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield, mid-case scenario. He's loved by the fans. He does an okay job. There's a little bit too many interceptions, but that can be taught out of him. Trevor Lawrence being worst-case scenario, but that's not his fault. He plays for the Jags. Yeah. Right? And Urban Meyer's first year. Yeah. So, a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks didn't. Get the didn't start like Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady, Brady sat behind Bledsoe. Bra- yeah, yeah, Brady sat behind. Uh, Drew Brees sat behind someone. It's like Ben Roethlisberger probably did. I don't know. He's too old. So <laughs> like you need to. I'm of the opinion where you got to give Justin Fields the starting spot. 
and you can't take yes. him off unless there's only one reason you take Justin Fields off the starting spot. He's dead. He's he dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's dead. I don't care if his leg's broken. He still say that. He the man has to be deceased. And even then, you put a defibrillator to his chest and you force him out there. <laughs> Yeah. They but brought him a chair. Build a defibrillator into his pad so if he dies on the fields, uh, what's the dude? What's the new guy's name? Who? The general manager. Oh, uh, Ryan. Pol- Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles can just sit there with his iPhone, go <laughs> and open it up from his press box. Yeah, yeah. but um, they have yeah Olav, which I mean is kind of interesting because <clears throat> you know the Bengals targeted a former target of Joe Burrow and mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. I mean it worked out. So yeah, in a way. Yeah, John would argue it. And he Wait, probably what, just what worked out for uh, <laughs> the Bengals targeting a former target of Joe Burrow. Yeah, it worked. I'd say it worked. It, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. Opinion against that. But um, and then the third round they have the Bears targeting a center. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen or no, a I, tackle. My bad. I I, I understand that you want to like get Bur- get get Burrow. Get field to like his guys back because it worked, mm-hmm. but may- can we just pick an offensive lineman first? <laughs> yeah, can we maybe for start, the love of God? Can we maybe start with just one. We have Darnell Mooney. Lineman. Yeah, we have Darnell Mooney. You have um, they're probably gonna sign the Here's kid a great from Tampa. Idea. You know what? I the, got I'm it. I'm sorry. I got it. Oh God. We have we merge the Cincinnati Bengals with the Chicago Bears. It's already <laughs> CB on both has. What's a, whatever whatever animal that scientists came up with, where cross a Bengal with a bear, we they become the Fort Wayne, <laughs> the Fort Wayne, <laughs> the Fort Wayne Bengals, and we combine oh both God. teams. So that would be a good team. <laughs> let me tell you. As Bears fans, what do you think the biggest issue is? Now I have a list of possessions. We'll just rank them from. Do I, what? Wait, as a Bears fan, what do I imagine the, the what, need? What do you think the biggest issues are that need to be head addressed? coach? End of discussion. Moving on to the next. <laughs> segment. Listen, I've been reading reports. Matt Eberflus might be a good coach. Like he's keyword was might. Yeah, like a might. Like uh, listen, I'm not gonna say he's like my pick. He was not my pick, but yeah. I think he'll be, he'll be good. We'll we'll just gonna they have need, to see. They need they uh, need they need offensive line. Same thing as you. And they just need offense in general because too many guys are getting injured, and they need Justin Fields to like kind of like do something. I think they should bring in Andy Dalton and Nick Foles to back up Justin Fields. So, so I'm uh, I'm not happy about this next segment, guys. I won't be honest. Uh, this is cruel. <laughs> <laughs> so real recap from last episode. I did say that you know we were going to do a. A punishment. Uh, a punishment. We made a bet. We shook on it, and I'm a fan of the thing. Into the studio right now is uh, Alex Nicolaj, our program director here at the podcast studios. I have a camera. How's it going? Uh, very good. Very you good. Ready for this Welcome chat? to the first episode. So please explain what the bet is. So uh, I I made a phone call out to some family out east. Um, you know I thought about sushi. Ooh. I thought about sushi. Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh, I got it on me. Los Angeles, California. Sushi. And so I have got you some prime sushi from the finest market in Northwest Indiana. That looks like Strax. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I also made you, or I got you, shipped all the way out east, some fine, fine wasabi. Now, if you don't know what the wasabi is, it's, uh, it's a very spicy paste. Look at that. Ain't that beautiful? Do you want to take a whiff of it before no, you No, I already have. I already have. It's no, very potent. Okay. It's very potent and strong. So the I camera's mean, probably getting corrupted yeah, because of the smell. Yeah. So I mean, here's take what you want. Move over here. So like do I have to do, am I eating a piece of sushi and then I get like you're going to pile on the wasabi here? 
I don't know because it's a lot of wasabi. Okay, There's a lot of wasabi. So here, I will take a piece make of you eat the whole tin. I'll so, take a piece. Thank you. So, how about how about I do a piece of sushi and okay. you just and I close my eyes and you guys just pile on as much wasabi as you, <laughs> as you think is humanly possible. <laughs> don't turn the can over. Don't kill me here. <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll, am I gonna get to go? So first, for anybody listening, uh, I got some on my hand and I'm gonna try it. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so there's some sushi. Here, just tell me oh. one. Tell me one. <clears throat> you can start. Yeah, just that was brutal. <laughs> don't really have a spoon here. This is like a. Whenever you're satisfied, you can stop. You don't need Caleb. a. Caleb. That? You say oh, that's good. That's, that's a good, good amount. Yeah. All okay. right. Go ahead, John. Can I close your eyes. Enjoy the fruits of your endeavors. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a lot worse than this. It's okay. Wait, wait, wait! We think this is gonna be a lot worse. Wait a second. Hey, hey, Joey B didn't die. Don't, don't make this. me kick you off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, let's just uh, let's see. I'm trying to. I was expecting like a tablespoon full, so like, all right, that's. It's a lot. It's okay. a lot. So okay. wait, wait, wait. You had like a little bit, right? And you were you were surprised, dude. It's kind of hot. <laughs> so go ahead. Hey, enjoy. Um, people of Los Angeles, people of Detroit. <laughs> again, I apologize. Um, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. Dive in. <laughs> Is there like bon appetit? <laughs> oh, he thinks it's delicious, oh, by the way. Yeah. Those are those are happy huffs. <laughs> those are real <laughs> He's turned beet red. Uh-oh. He turned beet red. He can't swallow he it. He can't swallow. What was it frozen? <laughs> you can't swallow it. Oh man. <laughs> Me and Caleb are gonna eat some of the sushi while we mm-hmm. wait for you. It's delicious. Did you cut a toothpick in half? Hmm? Yeah. That's delicious though. John, we're gonna wait. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. John, we're gonna wait for you. You're gonna close out this episode for us. Whenever you're ready. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching No Game Schedule, the podcast where we talk about sports when there is no game schedule. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh my god. Is it that bad?